exactly what sort of flower this might be. Any ideas? No? Anybody know? It's not a daffodil, and it's not a tulip. Anybody know? Go on, give it a go. It's not a snowdrop, but actually, some of the petals are a bit the similar size. They're a little bit less white because they've got some pink in. In fact, it matches your top, doesn't it? That little pink in there. These are a type of orchid, and they're very beautiful. And this plant was given to me by my mummy. Okay? Now, it's a dangerous thing giving me a plant because I'm not very good at looking after plants. You might be really, really good. I'm not really good. I'll tell you some of the things that I do. I tend to forget about them. So they sit on a window still, or they sit in the bathroom, or they sit, in this case of this one, they sit in the kitchen, and I walk past them each day, and I sort of forget that they're there. And then with this particular plant, what happens is the flowers drop off, and it sort of dies back a little bit, and it just sits there minding its own business, not doing very much at all. And I just go about my every day, and then suddenly you realise that it's grown another big shoot up. And then you look again, and it's starting to develop little sort of buds. And then you look again, and suddenly there's a little burst of colour. And it just sort of does it. What might be the problem of me just forgetting about it? What do you think I might forget to do? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, you forget to water it, and then it would die. It's very straightforward. With plants in general... You might forget to water it, and it would die. And actually, I've come very close to killing this thing on quite a few occasions. And you have to be slightly careful with orchids, and especially this one. What might you do if you put lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of water on it? Might, what might happen to it then? Yeah, it wouldn't be very good for it either. You have to give it just enough water, but not too much, because otherwise it drowns. And that's no good for it either. And have you seen what's happened to the leaves? What's on the leaves? This is slightly embarrassing. This wasn't a plan. They're really dusty. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I'm just going to... And you shouldn't really let them get all dusty. You should be... You can tell I don't really polish the leaves. You should look after it. And it's actually getting so big for its pot. What can you see down here? What are these bits? Yeah, they're the roots. And I have a horrible feeling that all you orchid lovers can tell me otherwise later. I have a horrible feeling that probably about five years ago, this needed to go in a bigger pot. You see, the thing is... It's not that I don't think this is pretty, because I think it's really pretty. Anybody else here think this is pretty? Yeah, it's pretty, isn't it? It's really lovely. I think this is really pretty. My problem is that I tend to just take it for granted. As in, I don't really think about it very much. It just sits on my windowsill, and I think, that's pretty, and then walk on by. Or I do the washing up, or I make some tea, or I drink a cup of coffee. And then I think, that's pretty, and keep on going. How do you think I'd feel if by ignoring it every day it just died? How would I feel then? Yeah, I would feel sad, wouldn't I? I wouldn't feel very happy. And I'd think, oh, I really wish that I'd taken care of it. How do you think my mummy would feel if I ignored it so much that it just died? Next time she came to visit with my daddy and she saw that space on the windowsill where it's been for a few years now and you'd say, Richard, where's that plant I gave you? And I'd go, oh, I'm really sorry, but I sort of forgot about it. And I sort of ignored it, and it sort of, sort of died. How do you think my mummy would feel? 
She would feel sad, wouldn't she? She'd think, yeah, well, she might feel a little bit. I think she'd probably think, hang on, Richard. I gave you a really pretty present. I gave you something really nice to show you that I love you. Do you think she might feel that I wasn't taking very good care of it? What do you think? Yeah, no, she might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If I actually looked after it and gave it some water, it might not die, mightn't it? You see, when we've been given something beautiful, part of being given something beautiful is not just to look at it and think, isn't that lovely? But it's to care for it. It's to look after it. And part of my way of showing my love for my mummy is to care for this gift that she's given me because it's one of my ways of saying... I love you, back. Do you remember our memory verse that said, the earth is the Lord and everything in it. The earth is the Lord's. It belongs to God. He made it and he's given it to you and to me and to all our mummies and daddies and grandparents and granddads and aunts and uncles and friends and the people at school. He's given us this beautiful gift, not just one orchid, but the whole world. And if he's given us a beautiful gift to look after, then part of our way of loving God back is to care for what he's given us. Now, one of the things we're thinking of today, can I give you that to look after? Over here. Thanks, Abby. There you go. You look after that well. Try not, yes, they, those flowers are just about to fall off. So just. And one of the things that we can do is to care for our world so that it stays the right sort of temperature and its climate works just the right way so there's enough rain where there needs to be rain, enough sunshine where there's enough meant to be sunshine, that our seas don't get all full of rubbish, that our rivers don't get all clogged up, and that people, therefore, are able to grow the food they need and drink the water that they can drink. We've got these amazing photos sat behind me, and I'm hoping everybody might get a chance afterwards to come up on stage and have a look. But I thought I'd show you first. Is that okay? So keep, keep on your bottoms, because otherwise people won't be able to see. I'm just going to move this out of the way. Is that all right? Watch out for hands and feet. There we go. Right. Stay on your bottoms, but shuffle forward just a little bit to about here. Right. Stop, stop. Brilliant. These are photos from Tear Fund, who are a Christian uh, relief and uh, development organization that we support and many Christians support around the world that work through the local church to build up um, local communities, to care for those who are in need, to work for justice and to work for peace around the world. And um, these photos have been on display in the United Nations in New York. And what they do is they show us, through photographs of real people and real places, what happens when we don't look after our world and when the climate starts to go wrong where there's too much sunshine and not enough rain, or too much rain and not enough sunshine, or the weather starts getting really extreme and there's more and more storms, and it starts to affect real people like you and me. And I thought we'd start here. Have a look at this picture. This is a picture from East Africa, from Somaliland. And this young woman has got something that she's taking to somewhere. And I'd love you to have a little guess what you think she might be coming to get. What do you think she's got here? What do you think she might have here? Yeah. Do you know, you're absolutely right. That used to have oil in it, but it doesn't anymore. She's going to use it to carry something different. So that's a good place to start. What do you think she's going to carry in it now, she hopes? What do you think? 
Water, absolutely. And she's got a little beaker here and another little beaker there. And what do you think she's hoping she might find in this little um, hole in the ground? What do you think? Pardon? Yeah, well, she might find something like that there, but what else might she be able to scoop up and put into her um, thing? Yeah, water. She's hoping to find water. One of the problems for her is that because there hasn't been enough rain and lots and lots of hot sunshine, all the places she used to go and get water are all dried up. Where do you get water from? Where do you get water from? Who here has got a tap in their house? Who here has got more than one tap? Who here has got more than ten taps? It's quite a few. Actually, I bet you haven't counted them. Try counting the taps in your house. Who's got a tap in their house that doesn't just do um, cold water to drink, but hot water to wash in? You are very lucky people. Hands down. She hasn't got any taps in her house. She'd be used to going to a well, a big hole in the ground, lowering down her bucket, bringing up the water and being able to drink it. But even the wells around where she lives have all dried up. Now, one of the problems is that even when you go to find a little bit of water in the ground, it can have too much of something in it. Swivel around on your bottoms. This is also a photograph from Somaliland. Here's another container, and this is a well, a big hole in the ground. And one of the problems they've got is to find your bottom and pop your bottom on the ground so people behind you can see. One of the problems that they've got is that the water that is there has got too much salt in it. Now, salt can be a nice thing as long as you don't have too much of it. But anybody here, has anybody here ever ended up having a mouthful of seawater by accident? What did it taste like? It is really horrible, isn't it? And if you drank too much of it, what would it make your tummy feel like? Yeah, it would give you a tummy ache, wouldn't it? Make you feel really sick. And this water here that they're pulling up is just about all right for their cattle, for their cows, or for their goats to drink. Just about. Might, might not make them very well, but they can't drink it themselves. So what they rely on is these. There's a lorry that comes to visit their village. Tear Fund Help Supply. Pop down on your bottom so everybody can see. Tear Fund Help Supply. Water that's brought in by a big lorry with big cans of water on it. And each household gets to take some home. Imagine if you went home at the beginning of the day. You'd gone out really early. You'd got your water. And you took it home. And you looked at that water and you thought, that water has got to last us the whole of this week. So if I drink it all today, there'll be none tomorrow, the next day, or the day after, or the day after, or the day after, or the day after, or the day after that. You have to drink just a little bit at a time. You couldn't have a big, long shower or a lovely soaking bath. You just have to take a little bit a day. Who can tell me what sort of animals these might be? What do you think? Yeah, they're cattle, a bit like cows. What can you tell me? What do they look like? What do they look like? Do they look very well? No, they look very, very, very thin, don't they? Very, very, very thin. Well, uh, these cattle are in South Sudan. And there's been such a lot of fighting in South Sudan that they were already really struggling to make uh, ends meet, to be able to grow their food, to be able to keep their cattle. But then, with climate change and with the problems with, the, um, with drought, they're really struggling to feed their cattle, and that means that they won't have cattle to sell. They won't have enough food to eat, and their tummies will get very empty. 
There's lots of pictures on here to have a look at, from Kenya, from Ethiopia, from South Sudan, um, and from Somaliland. It's really worth coming and having a look afterwards. Jesus talked about knowing how well we're loved by God. And he talked about loving God back with the whole of who we are, with our minds and our bodies and our souls and our hearts. And actually, one of the ways in which we love God back is to love other people. If you have a look at all the faces on these photographs, some of them are smiling, some of them are very serious, some of them look very sad, but they're ordinary people like you, ordinary people like me. And they're people that we can love by caring for God's world a little bit better. And we love God back as well by simply caring for this beautiful gift of our world. And that means thinking about the way we live. For some of us, that might mean thinking about what we throw away. For some of us, that might mean thinking about what we eat. For some of us, that might mean thinking about how we get around, maybe using the car a little bit less where we can, doing a bit more walking or a bit more cycling. It might mean for some of us thinking about how we use our money and how we use our time. But for all of us, it can mean showing our love for God because he loved us first by caring for this beautiful world he's given us and therefore by caring for those who are going to be affected most as the climate changes and as water becomes scarcer for them and it becomes harder for them to grow their crops and look after their cattle. So in a minute or two's time, we're going to think really practically about what we can do and we're going to pray And on our way back to our seats before we sing our next song, you'll see on the ends of the pews, just these front two seats, you'll see two white um, sort of baskets almost. Let me show you. And then there's one here, and there's one here. And in them, you'll find some little pieces of paper. And on those pieces of paper are two green heart stickers. And if you'd like to... You could take one of these for you. Take one for any of the adults that you're with you'd like to as well. Take enough so everybody gets a a green heart and you can peel one off and pop it on. And it's one of our ways of saying, I'm going to show the love. I'm going to show my love for God by caring for his world. So grab one of these on the way back to your seat. Grab enough for the people who are with you. We're going to stand and we're going to sing before we come to pray. Here you go. There's some here as well. Let's stand. There's a song that talks about what we've been hearing about God's love for the world. And there's a bridge kind of halfway through it that is our response to that, which talks about our love not being something that's passive, but our love being something that's loud and strong. It's something that we do in this world. This is how we know what love is. This is how we know. This is how we know what love is Just one look at your cross This is where we see This is where we see how love works For you surrendered your own This is how we know that you have loved us first This is where we chose 
to love you in return for you so loved the world that you gave your only son love amazing so divine we will love you in return for this life that you give for this death that you have died love amazing so divine we will love you in reply lord this is how we know this is how we know what love is just one look at your cross this is where we see this is where we see how love works for you surrendered your own this is how we know that you have loved us first this is where we chose to love you in return for you so loved the world that you gave your only son love amazing so divine we will love we'll love you in return for this life that you give for this death that you have died love amazing so divine we will love you in reply and our love and our love will be loud and our love will be strong and our love should be hands and feet to serve you in this world and let it stay true and let it endure that you will be glorified worshipped and adored for you so loved the world that you gave your only son love amazing so divine we will love you in return for this life that you give for this death that you have died love amazing so divine we will love you in reply for you so loved the world that you gave your only son love amazing so divine we will love you in return for this life that you give for this death that you have died love amazing so divine we will love you in reply Lord. please do sit down so one of the big things when you say that you love someone is not just simply to say it but to do something about it. Not simply to say it, or even not simply just to feel it, but to do something about it. And one of the things the Bible says to us again and again is that it's not enough simply to say that we love God, 
But if it's real love, that love will change the way we live, change the things we do, change how we spend our money, change how we use our time, change how we do our relationships, change how our homes are. And actually, that's true of us as a church as well. And some of you will already know that one of the things we committed to being as a church, as all souls, is to being an eco-church, a church that takes seriously what it is to care for this beautiful world God's given us as a gift. And hopefully, some of you just might have seen on your way into church, if you came in through that door, and if you missed it on your way out, just look here by your shoulder as you go out, our plaque. We're very proud of this plaque. Uh, And it's an award that we've been given. It's a bronze award. It's sort of a beginner's award, really. We've got a long way to go, um, of being an eco-church. And that means that we've not just thought about, but we've tried to act on different ways in which we as a church community, as individuals, as households, but also as us as a sort of an organization, can respond to God's love by caring for this beautiful world. That's been everything from having services like this and encouraging one another to pray, Uh, to thinking about how we use this little bit of land that we've got here, supporting other local community projects, thinking about how we do our lighting, how we use our heating, all sorts of ways in which practically we can respond to God's love. And that's been a scheme sponsored by Arusha UK. Our very own Helen uh, works for Arusha and helps to coordinate the eco-church scheme. Um, Really worth looking into if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about how practically as Christians we can live out our faith in this way. Do look them up. We're going to pray, and we're going to think um, before we pray about how we as individuals, as households, as families, um, can live practically a life that responds to God's love with this sort of love. Um, All of you on the way in should have been given a little sheet of A4. Uh, This is one produced by the the Climate Coalition, um, of which uh, TIF Fund is part and other uh, major national organizations are part, everything from the National Trust to Oxfam and Tier Fund. And what they're trying to do is to say together, how can we encourage one another to practically live out that care for this world, to show the love? And on one side of it, you'll find some really practical things that anybody might consider doing. How we might think about our waste, how we might think about our travel, how we might think about what we eat, how we, what might we think about our homes? So just for a couple of minutes, um, I'd love you either on your own, if you'd prefer, or with somebody that you've come with, or parents, if you're here with children, to talk to one another or to think by yourself, what are you already doing that shows our care for God's world? How are we showing the love already? It might be something really obvious and really simple, like recycling or not wasting food or thinking about trying to walk and cycle more than maybe we do at the moment. And then, as you're thinking about what you already do, do have a chat about that, encourage one another. Maybe have a look at these ideas on here and see whether there's just one little idea on one of those four sections you could agree together you might do a little more of over the days and weeks to come. Okay? So just a couple of minutes, to either on your own or turning and talking to the people around you. You don't even have to know them before you talk to them. You're welcome to use this as an excuse to uh, learn a name and talk to them. Either talk about what you're already doing now, but then start to think about what could you do differently or better in the days and weeks to come. Just a couple of minutes to turn and talk.
So one of the challenges that you'll find on that sheet is a postcard. And if this is something that you would like to act on to make a difference to, there's a little postcard to cut out. And on the front of it, you'll see a heart-shaped space. And any of you crafty, creative types, which is pretty much everybody here in one way or another, um, the encouragement is to make a green heart that would fit that and to stick it on the front and to send it to your MP and to ask them to help back changes that would make the UK not a net damager of the climate, but one that doesn't use more than it produces, doesn't uh, use up the world's resources, doesn't damage the world, actually takes steps to make sure that it's clean in the way that it lives. Do you have a look and see if that's something that you'd be part of? We're going to pray, and uh, we're just going to use three images to help us pray before our final song. Here's the first one. It'll be there in a moment. Honest Gov. There we go. Oh, it was there just for a moment. There we go. Anybody tell me what that is? Anybody tell me what they see in that picture? Yeah, go on. Plastics. Now, plastics can be great. Um, I've got a little plastic bottle sitting on my front, front pew here. It's got the oil that I use when I'm anointing with oil for prayer. That's not a bad thing. That's a really good thing. What's happening with those plastics? Where are they? Where have they ended up? Yeah. On the beach. And where were they before they were on the beach? They were floating around in the, in the sea. Absolutely. And that means that animals end up eating them or choking on them or getting stuck inside them. And they end up polluting um, the seas when actually they should be being dealt with um, in a way that is going to be as least damaging to the world as possible. And actually using as fewer of them as possible. Let's have a look at a second photo. Anybody, anybody idea what that might be? Yeah. Yeah, it's producing pollutions out of at least some of those towers. And what's underneath it, in this case, is a power station producing the electricity that we use. Um, but it could be any sort of factory. And we think about what we put into our atmosphere. And some of those gases that go in end up stopping the heat that bounces off our world, getting back out again, back out into the universe. It ends up warming up our planet gradually and over time. And that's because, actually, we want more and more and more stuff and to live easier and easier and easier lives. Let's have a look at a third photo. This ground hasn't had very much what? Water. Yeah, well done, water. So the ground hasn't had very much water. That means you can't grow very much on it. You can't grow your food. You can't graze your, your cattle. It's very hard to live there. And actually, as the climate changes, so you end up with parts of the world that get too wet and other parts of the world that get too dry. Things get out of balance. So we're going to pray. We're going to both pray sorry for the ways in which we're damaging our world, but we're also going to pray thank you that God's put in our hands and our hearts the ability to make a difference, to make a change, to change the way the world works. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of this beautiful world. Thank you for the fish in the sea, for the birds in the air, for the incredible creatures that uh, uh, walk and crawl and climb around our world. Thank you for the beautiful smells that we smell 
and the sights that we see and the sounds that we hear. Thank you for the food that we eat and the water that we drink and the water that we get to wash in. We are so sorry for those times that we are greedy when we take more than we need or when we take for granted this beautiful gift you've given us and don't care for it as we should. We thank you for that reminder that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, that it belongs to you. And as you've given us this beautiful gift, we pray that you would help us to care for it, to love you back by loving those that you have made, by caring for what you've given us. We thank you that you've given us hearts and hands and voices to make a difference in our world. And we pray that you'd give us courage to stand up for what is right, that you'd give us courage not to always say yes to everything that we want. We pray that you'd give us courage to change the way that we live. And we pray too for our leaders, for our MPs, for our politicians, for our civil servants, for those who run big businesses and small businesses. And we pray that they would have courage too to do what is right and to stand up for what will make a positive change in our world. We thank you that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And we pray that you'd help us to live out the truth of that now and forevermore. Amen. Let's have one final look at that memory verse. And uh, then we're going to sing a final song together. Can I invite you please to stand if you're able? We're going to start by me saying the words in white again. Let's respond with the words in yellow. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people, belong to him. Now, why don't you say the words in white and I'll say the words in yellow. Go. And everything in it belong to him. Now, let's all say the whole of it. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people, belong to him. Let's sing our final song together.